Good morning, everyone. It's a real privilege and a pleasure to be here talking to you. Thank you for inviting me. Um, whether you're a regular here or whether you're visiting from as far afield as Melbourne or Fiji, uh, whether you're a Christian Aid supporter all your life or whether you've never heard of us, um, it's a pleasure to be here and I hope to be able to tell you something. Tony spoke earlier about um, giving in faith and, and, and sometimes not being able to see the impact of our, of our generosity. And I hope to give, be able to give you a, a flavour of what that does. One of my real privileges in my role is that I get to meet supporters and churches around the country and get to um, see that faith in action. Christian Aid supporters are remarkable, wonderful people. Their faith, their real deep-rooted faith is put into action in many ways, one of which is through giving to Christian Aid and the compassion, the knowledge, the passion, the empathy they have for our global brothers and sisters is, 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 is just wonderful to, to be able to be part of. And the Methodist Church, you may or may not know, Christian Aid was founded in 1945 after the Second World War when there was a refugee crisis across Europe and a number of the churches uh, didn't know what to do about it and so they, they set up what was then, um, what became known as Christian Aid and the Methodist Church was one of the founder members of that movement. And that's not a surprise because, of course, from the beginning of Methodism, the church has worked for social justice and been involved in social action in many ways. And I think our values align really strongly. We, we want the same things in the world, and that's why we've got such a strong partnership over so many years. Um, the Methodist church has five principles um, around justice, and at the real risk of preaching to the converted... Um, I'm going to tell you them just in case you haven't memorized them. Um, they are tackling inequality and poverty and seeking life in all its fullness, enabling a flourishing environment, a right relationship between people, planet, and God, seeking justice for refugees, one people, one world, opposing discrimination, all are made in the image of God, and pursuing peace, seeking justice and reconciliation. Christian Aid's vision is a world where everybody can have fullness of life, where God's good gift to us, God's abundant creation, is distributed equally so that there aren't some who have too much and others who have not enough, um, where we seek to eradicate poverty and justice rains down. And our values are of dignity, equality, justice, and love. And, and I say again, I think that's why our partnership is so strong, because at, at its heart, we want the same things. Last year, thanks to you and many other supporters and sponsoring churches, uh, we managed to invest £93 million, pounds, um, and that enabled us to deliver 275 projects across the world. Christian Aid has made the deliberate decision to base itself in some of the, the poorest, the most vulnerable countries globally, so from, from Haiti to Myanmar, from Ukraine or Afghanistan to, to the DRC, we are in the places where um, we can stand alongside those who are most vulnerable and enable them to have a full, fuller life. And we managed to reach nearly 3 million people directly last year and nearly 20 million indirectly. So can I thank you um, as a partner of Christian Aid for all you've done and the impact you've um, uh, able to have. And I'm really pleased that our partnership goes from strength to strength and that we're able to start talking about legacies which 
I'm really passionate about. I'll tell you a legacy story at the end of my talk. I think it's a, a wonderful way as a harvest day to plant a seed which will come to fruition in, um, in many years' time beyond our, beyond our earthly lives when we've been raised in glory. But I'll turn to today's reading. I'm just going to read the um, last section of it. So that's verses 26 to 29. He also said, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces corn. First the stalk, then the ear then the full grain in the ear. As soon as the corn is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. I love harvest time. It's great, isn't it? We reap the good gift. It's a fantastic picture of the abundant creation God has created. Now, I am the world's worst horticulturalist. Um, if you have the, whatever the opposite of green fingers are, I am that. But even I have managed to plant a seed, and then watch with wonder. And my wonder never ceases year on year, even as I grow old. Um, of this, that seed turns into a plant in the coming days and weeks, and that plant then produces fruit. It's a wonderful um, image of, of acting in faith, planting that seed, and then God's goods gift to us. And of course, God has given us abundant gifts in this world. You just have to look at what's on that table or or what's in the shops this time of year. I try every year to, to buy food that is in season with my family. I confess it's less popular with my children in March when I'm saying, no, you can't have that, that's not in season, and we don't, um, we don't always succeed. But this time of year is a fantastic time, isn't it, when we see strawberries, apples, fruit, all corn, all those wonderful different types. And... One of the things that uh, we're really passionate about Christian Aid is sharing those good gifts equally with those who, who don't have. And I was very privileged to visit our work in Ethiopia um, around this time last year. And many of you will know that uh, East Africa, through climate change, there's been a terrible hunger crisis. Christian Aid does a variety of amazing work there, from um, giving food for those who are who are starving, um, to providing clean water, to hydroelectric projects, to provide electricity and light to, to enable education for people who wouldn't be on the national, on, on any, any sort of electricity grid. The thing that struck me when I was speaking to those communities was they were grateful for the help, of course they were, but they were even more grateful that there were people globally standing alongside them, praying them. I heard repeatedly thank you that you're not forgotten. And they said, please pass on our thanks and our prayers to you and your communities for the impact that you've made in our lives. And I just think that's so inspiring. And there are many ways of doing that. Legacy is, of course, one of them. So if we can just play the video now that, um, that we have. Church is so important in people's lives in general. It's a place they can come where they feel safe and connected with a community. 
I think it, it is really important for us as the family of God in this place to remember our connections and our responsibilities to one another. So we think it's, it's deeply embedded in our faith to be generous with the good gifts that God has given to us, not just to keep them to ourselves and they say thank you very much God, but say thank you by sharing those with our broader family to which we all belong. We live in a tiny, fragile, completely interrelated world, so gifts and wills can help bring justice and tackle inequality in our local communities and in our global communities. Faith communities coming together for faith will amplifies our voices, raises awareness, and we always do things so much better when we do them together. Gifts and wills have made a significant difference to our church. We have a ministerial assistant employed here, and our job is paid for from a legacy from a long-standing member of the congregation. And it allows us to carry out better pastoral support work amongst our own congregation, but also enables us to do more outreach to our local communities. We've already uh, been a beneficiary of a, a gift in a will, uh, and we're really grateful for that, but we know there is always so much more that is needed, and so much more that people might be able to do if they just spent a moment to think about where they might like their resources to go. I've gained so much from the Religious Society of Friends. It's important for me that it sustains, and a legacy is one of the ways in which I can demonstrate. For me, I think giving a, a gift to Christian aid through my will is important because it actually says something about me. It says something about the values that I had in my life. I would encourage other people to leave a gift because of the impact they can make after they die. It's just a, a kind of a signing off. Everybody needs a mark. Thank you. Um, Sally obviously misbehaved to get cut off at the end there. Um, one of the things Sally said was we live in a tiny interrelated world. And I think one of the things I love about Faith Will is that partnership, like so much of what we do, is at the heart of it. It's about us working together to have that impact. So last thing, back to that story I promised you. Um, I visited Burundi earlier this year. For those of you who don't know, Burundi is a relatively small country in Central Eastern Africa, it's near Rwanda, the Democratic Republic of Congo, um, on Lake Tanganyika. And in the south of that country, there's a small community near Nyanzalak. Uh, one of our supporters, Beryl Ellis Hadwin, uh, she was a, a nurse, and she left a gift in her will kindly to Christian Aid. And we wanted to put that money to work in a project of which Beryl would have been proud so we um, looked at uh, maternal health and nutrition in that community in, uh, in, in southern Burundi. Now, I'm not sure whether you've seen on the news uh, when, some, when they're measuring malnutrition in children, they have those little tape measure things, and they either are well-fed or amber or red. At the start of this project, because Burundi is a, a wonderful, beautiful country full of really friendly people, but one of the poorest in Africa, um, the majority of children were malnourished, either extremely or, or, or moderately. What uh, Beryl's legacy enabled that community to do was learn with their um, limited resources 
how to feed children so that they were fully nourished. And I'm pleased to say that when I visited, um, there was no malnourishment, no child malnourishment in that community because they've, they've, they've been able to, to learn that. And that's what Christian Aid is about. It's about planting a seed that will have a long-term future. So when I visited, it was three years after the program had ended. So Mrs. Hadwin's legacy has finished, but that seed has really taken root and grown, and I think will be a legacy evermore. And what's more, as people hear about that, more communities come and listen and learn. And so it's not only having an impact in that community, but it's spreading out widely. And I think that's what is so uh, inspiring about a legacy. You plant a seed in faith now, and then your, your faith will have a, an impact, hopefully, it for generations to come. I'll close with a, a, a Chinese, I think it's a Chinese proverb, it's probably lots of people claim ownership of it. Um, they said, when, when is the best time to plant a tree? Well, the best time was 40 years ago, but the second best time is now. So I hope you'll consider that, and um, yeah, if you'd like to consider um, leaving a gift in your world to Christian aid, then please do speak to me or one of my colleagues. Thank you.